0: Good morning and welcome to Water and Stone. This is Dita Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. And we have lots to talk about today.
1: We're finishing up our October series, which is, we're calling Unmasking, and it's all about taking out the garbage and denials, and we've been working through some fantastic books. Yeah. And it's been it's been really good. I've liked this series. Well, and I,
0: some of you uh, subscribe to the newsletter. I write a little newsletter every week. And uh, one of them, the topic was no is a complete sentence. And so the whole concept that we've been working on this month is the power of saying no. The power of letting go of the things that are holding you back. The idea of letting there be a little bit more room for God, for grace, for miracles, for an answer, for crying out loud. And it's amazing the kind of responses that we have gotten from people who are just finding little ways to just say you know what? That's not for me anymore. Right. That simple thing. And you can carry it into big, sweeping life changes. But those little moments where you go, you know what? That's not for me. And being a team player doesn't necessarily mean saying yes to every single thing that everybody wants to do. Sometimes being a team player means that different players on the team have different roles. There's a goalie and there's a quarterback and there's a... Well, that's the extent of my sports knowledge, but you get the point. <laughs> but there's a there's a level at which being a team player means saying no to the things that aren't for you to do. And again, people have really responded positively. To the message of positive negativity, if you want. And let's get into that with this last discussion, which has to do with how you live this kind of a, a denial, this kind of a no moment out in the world, out in your life.
1: Yeah, how, how you express it through, it through your family and through your community. Your interactions. Right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: And so let's start with an interaction that we call prayer. God, God is, is and I, I am. I stand on, on holy ground. ground. Right here and right now, there is truth. Right here and right now, there is freedom. Right here and right now, there is life. This is who I am. I am ready. From now on, I speak the truth. From now on, I choose freedom. From now on, this is my life. The unstoppable love of God prepares the way. I am, am ready. ready. And so it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so some of you who have been watching the comments go by on the YouTube channel from last week know that the book that we want to uh, to give some attention to, that we've taken some of our ideas from, is a book called Prosperity mm-hmm. by Charles Fillmore. And specifically, we're going to be looking at the third chapter of the book which is called Faith in the Invisible Substance, the Key to Demonstration. Now, really, this whole thing is about faith. It's kind of a secret. But faith doesn't have to do with adding on. Faith has to do with... Stripping away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about the times in your life when you really had to exhibit faith. Were they a time when everything was added on to you? Or were they a time when... I don't know where to look. I don't know what's left. It's the time when it's just you and God. You know, those are the moments of faith.
1: Well, every growth opportunity starts with the shedding. It, even mm. if you look in in nature, you know, if if you know the hermit crabs have to find a bigger shell. Yeah, and in that moment, they're very vulnerable because they're this squidgy little thing uh-huh. that's unprotected, you know, but that's
0: the moment that has exactly. to yeah, Exactly. Absolutely. So
1: anytime you're talking about getting rid of or growth or anything like that, you do, you have to strip away your old ideas. And I think in our experiences as humans, that's what we get stripped away. So when we're in hardship, it is the We're in growth, right? Yeah. And it is the stripping of the way of, of, well, you don't need that anymore. And even then, the Bible, it says, you know, when I was a child, I acted like a child Mm -hmm. and played like a child. And then, but now that I'm grown up and I'm paraphrasing, it's different. different. You have to put that stuff away,
0: you know? Well, and I think that that idea really turns some things upside down for people because so often people think I have to go get... Mm -hmm. faith can you give me faith that statement that bible passage that song really gave me faith and i get that but the truth is you can't be given faith it's not a commodity and in fact so much of life gets better when you stop looking at it in material ways it's so important when you look at how many times faith comes up in the bible and by the way One of the things that I want to mention in this prosperity chapter about faith is at the beginning of the chapter, Mr. Fillmore says, you got to create like God creates. Now that sounds familiar to you if you've been watching the series, because remember when we talked about Christian healing last time, that was one of the themes, which goes to support my theory that you should look at lessons in truth and Christian healing and prosperity all at the same time. Almost like a
1: collective work.
0: It's like one big book. That's the way to look at that. And I have to say, patting myself on the back, I've never seen anybody else do that, but it's something that I've believed in for a long time. I taught a class with a friend of mine based on that a long time ago. But the basic idea is those three books really line up. And that idea of create like God creates. God creates, remember last week, God creates through letting there be space for the universe to fill that space. It creates, the the scripture creates with Faith. And faith is that moment, that statement of, in the outer, it's not here yet, but I make contact with it mm-hmm. in a transcendent, inner kind of a way. And we see that in, th- in and throughout the Old Testament. There are people of faith doing faithful things. We see it explicitly in the New Testament with that great Jesus moment where he's talking to Peter. Remember, if you know your Bible stuff, you know that Peter is a disciple who represents Faith, Faith, yeah, which is one of the reasons that St. Petersburg, Florida, is the finest city on the face (laughs) of the earth. It's the place to be. This is a town built on faith, whether everybody knows it or not. But Jesus looks at Peter and he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Obviously, he doesn't think Peter is made of stone. This is a moment that really encourages you to interpret the Bible allegorically and apply it personally. But the basic idea is, I'm not building this church upon a building. I'm not building it upon a geographical location. I'm not building it upon love offerings. I'm not even building it upon the approval of other people. You know, you'd think you need consensus to have a community and and build on that. That's not even the foundation. The foundation of the church of Jesus Christ is faith. And so you read this stuff, you go, okay, well, God creates the universe in faith. The people who do important things in the Bible, they do them based on faith. Jesus comes out and says, this is the beginning, the cornerstone, the foundation. It's faith. And you go, okay, I got to get me some of that. I understand it. You can read the, the Bible like it was a, a pitch.
1: Well, don't you think it's inherent? The reason that we feel like we need to acquire it is because that's this kind of society that we sure. live in and that you know if it's if you need something you go buy something for that you know for it's, oh, your, yes. it's your remedy so i i think it's a natural thing because this it is ingrained we've been taught for years and years and years I and mean, when you and i were tv kids we were i mean most of our public service announcements about don't litter and don't start fires and you know eat healthy snacks and things like that came through the television and so that you know, even... It's difficult, even it's, a it's show very,
0: as wonderful as Sesame Street. Right. They One of the brilliant things about Sesame Street was they used the same concepts that they use for a commercial mm-hmm. to apply to an educational right.
1: message. Right. Quick, yeah. quick little blurbs, right? But the right? problem
0: with those things is, again, just like you saying... Commercial is designed to sell you something. Right. The, the cartoons I grew up with, I watched G.I. Joe, which was really a commercial for G.I. Joe mm-hmm. toys. I watched Transformers, which was a commercial for Transformers. Yeah,
1: He Man, Smurfs, Care yeah. Bears, all of it. Yeah, exactly. And they
0: were all really good, and, yeah, and we're going to start watching them as soon as this broadcast <laughs> is over. But the point is, they all are a commodity based approach. Here's how pervasive it is over and over again, the message throughout the Bible and really intensified. In the message of Jesus Christ, one of the main things you can read on every single page of scripture is you don't need anything outside of yourself. No golden calves, no false idols. Sound familiar? Nicodemus, you can't buy this. Sounds familiar? Over and over again. You can't, money can't buy me love. You can't get this thing.
1: And it's, and it's so funny because we we make movies and write songs, like uh-huh. you said, that can't sure. buy me love. We do all of that and it affirming, good because we affirming know it. these because it it speaks speaks to us on something on like a deeper level. And yet, when the rubber meets the road, when we're in crisis or chaos or trying to figure our way through a growth period or a hardship, I think the knee jerk reaction, and I'm speaking of myself too, is all right. What medicine do I need to take? What thing do I need to buy? Who do I need do to I tell need me to, that I'm
0: okay? Right, wh- before how, I feel yeah, okay. What, yeah.
1: What what do I need to do? How how is the external thing? And all of those are very important. I'm not saying don't go see the doctor. I'm not saying don't you know. Yeah, don't but listen the, to the that. real
0: magic happens but if you can see God working through, through your doctor. Right. Yeah. You're gonna to start to heal in a different way. If you can see God working through your teacher, you're gonna learn in a different way. This is a universal message, but the deal is. But it
1: works. But it works in the the denial part of it because that is that that's the change that we're talking about. We're we're asking for the change and for that not to be the knee jerk reaction. Right, and this has to know? do with and,
0: getting back to basics. Because yeah. here's one of the, the the deeper messages that that. I didn't know we were going to talk about, but we need to talk about it right now, is something that you already know, and that is that actions speak louder than words. You've heard that before. You know that it's true. Here's how pervasive the the problem of consumerism, materiality, whatever you want to call it is. Throughout the Bible, and in fact, I would argue throughout the wisdom literature of every spiritual tradition there's this element of you don't need something outside of yourself you just need faith you just mm-hmm. need god you just need this thing you have going on and as far as an interconnection this is fairly universal it's expressed differently but it's fairly universal that's the message and yet so many times you can go to a church or a temple or a spiritual campus or a religious hootenanny whatever they call themselves <laughs> i don't know why people are so scared I'm- of the real words <laughs> <laughs> but you know exactly what I mean.
1: Almost did a spit take. I was drinking. <laughs> to he, the hootenanny. He said hootenanny, and it almost went. It really did. That but, would have been fun to catch. Yeah,
0: right? But you know what I mean? You go there, and they take those same books that say you don't need anything, but that's and they say the words, you don't need anything, and yet, almost immediately, it's, you know, if you buy the Miracle Bible oil. Mm-hmm. If a piece
1: you, a piece of Noah's art. Oh yeah. man,
0: if you have this special hat, you know, you're going to be connected to whatever and you and it's so easy to to watch the actions instead of hearing the words. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you say to me. Again, it just, if your action is a commercial, yeah, it just stays
1: for, it stays on the surface. It never gets it come never to gets to my workshop. Any, any it's
0: deeper. only $40 a person. You got to be there if you want the secret teachings, you know, and and it's a commoditized approach. And that is precisely why it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But the problem is even deeper than that, because if I have given in to a consumer paradigm, I try to buy the thing, the medicine, the ointment, the hat. It won't work because of course it won't work because it has to do with an inner relationship. It won't work. And so my natural response, if I've been conditioned in this way, is to go, oh, well, I guess I need a newer one, a better well, one, a bigger one. And the cycle continues and intensifies. And pretty soon we don't know how to relate to each other or to God without some kind of product.
1: Right. And, and the, the kicker is, is that all of that stuff works up to a point because you have faith in that a little bit Uh uh-huh but because it's coming from the from the outside in or you're trying to instead of from the inside out
0: well and this is this goes back to over and over again there'd be a healing in scripture and someone would say wow jesus you're magic and he'd go your faith is the magic part if there's anything here is magic Mm -hmm. and it seems like what he's trying to say is why don't you lean into that faith instead of leaning into the fact that i happen to have a garment you touch the garment, it ain't a magic outfit, you know? But in a way, it seems like Jesus is saying, look what your faith did. How much more amazing would it be if you opened that faith up instead of limiting limiting it to a physical thing? And this actually also goes back to uh, Lessons in Truth, where the author, Dr. Katie, says, faith in a dead sardine's head's ability to heal will heal, which is a funny thing to say. But the point is, it doesn't matter what the thing is. If you have faith in it, it works a little bit until it does until it doesn't because here's the rub life will pull you forward you can't grow backwards you are always going to grow bigger better smarter and so it's at some point life is going to go it ain't the fish head anymore (laughs) something smells you know and it's that thing and it's a beautiful example but so here's the deal it's all about faith but you're going to unlock the power of faith in your life when you connect it to the power of denial, the power of saying no. The idea is, in other words, faith is not something you get. It's something you have. It's something you use. You already are at 100%. Your faith tank <laughs> is full. So I don't want to hear you say, hey, Dieter, can you help help me get more faith? I can't give you that, you can't get it. And in fact, if your attitude is, faith is somewhere outside of me and I have to bring it in, that pushes it away. Because if you believe you don't have it, you can't get it. But the moment you go, wait a minute, faith is something I already have. And I just need to use it, which is right back around to what Jesus is saying. Your faith has made you well. Why don't you use it better? This is when, when Jesus says, go and sin no more. It's kind of a spiritual noogie of Jesus going, stop messing up. Stop abusing, using wrongly your faith. Stop putting your faith in the golden calf. I can't have a good day unless I've had a cup of Liang Liang tea or whatever. Come on now. What would Jesus say to that? Can you imagine being in the presence of our savior, our way show, or our elder brother, our master teacher, and going, you know, I can't even go in that room unless I've saged it. You know, I mean,
1: be stronger than that. Yeah,
0: because you, you know what are I mean? stronger than yeah, that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, and I love the definition that Charles Fillmore gives to faith.
0: Mm. You ready?
1: I'm ready. Go for it. I was, <laughs> I, was I was, I was setting you up You're so that so you of, could, you know. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go.
0: Charles Fillmore says faith is the perceiving power, power of mind. mind, and that's right in this prosperity chapter. Right. The perceiving power of mind linked with a power to shape Sheesh. substance, and so this is interesting. Because even if you go and compare that with what Paul says in Hebrews mm-hmm. 11, 1, go look that one up as your homework. You'll see that they're compatible in a way, Mr. Fillmore and Mr. Paul, it go. sounds like a caterer, right? Mr. Paul did all this. <laughs> Mr. Fillmore and Mr. Paul um, Mr. of Tarsus, um, they're saying a similar thing. And that is that faith is a power that sees. Mm-hmm. Faith is a perceiving power. And in seeing, I make room for it to happen. There's that power to shape substance. So there's something really interesting there because I think people conceive of faith as as my way to get God to show up. It's like some people think of faith as like the bat signal, you know, or a doorbell or some kind of a flare gun. You know, these kinds of images people have when they have faith, but faith isn't that. I'm not sending something. Remember, if God is everywhere, where are you sending this? doesn't really make sense. But rather, faith is a power that perceives. It's a power that sees something. When you, when you look at your child, and they can't really even walk yet, but you just know they're going to be brilliant and functional and capable. When you look at somebody and you give them your heart, even though... They could break it, but you just know it's going to be okay. When you step on the airplane and you just know you're going to get to your destination. When you get behind the wheel of your car and you just know you're going to get to the grocery store. Faith is a power that sees. And so instead of going, how can I go get more of this? Ask yourself, what do I see?
1: Well, and how can I apply that, you know, m- more in my life?
0: Yeah, you're already seeing stuff. You're
1: already well, and you're already you're already working on faith, like you just said. You you did that whole laundry list of ways that we use our faith every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. I when I get up, I have faith that the laun- You know, the laundry. Machines are going to do the washer and dryer yeah. are going to work. well. And we, our bedroom and is
0: on the second floor of this home. I have faith that when I put my feet on the floor, I'm not going to immediately drop through and it. show up in the so kitchen. So you're already
1: using it. So, <laughs> you know, I guess the question is, is how do we, how do we expand that? How do we make that an even bigger part mm. of, of our lives and really walk in, in that faith every single time. And especially again, when there's times of hardship times of growth because i think that that is when because I, and i i think the begging comes and i'm trying i'm trying i'm taking a minute because i'm trying to think of when things have happened in my life to make me feel really small
0: uh-huh. and you're or, like oh god or, please show up Those yeah moments, basically yeah.
1: you know because because the idea is if something goes on you know you uh, my my response is close ranks sure. you know it's like oh okay something is happening here and and uh I don't know what to do and Cocoon it feels up. it feels like the world's really scary right now. I don't know how I don't know how this works. None of it. I have I do not have the education. I do not have the information.
0: Mm-hmm. And that is and, a profoundly common thing to do. When you get afraid,
1: yeah. You get it, your backup.
0: You right. get you surround yourself with whatever you can grab. Right. Right. But you know what happens next. Every single time, think about your life every single time when you compress down, when you armor up life, the universe, God, I use those words interchangeably, as you know, by now, life will is trying to peel that armor off. And so you've just now I'm really in playing tug of war with God, you know, and it's okay. We've all been there. I've been there.
1: So I, I, guess the idea is like, how do we expand in those moments instead of contract? Exactly. And I think that's the, the deal for I today. Think that's the, the only, lesson. I think the only way to do that is practice, mm. <laughs> you know, it, practice expanding. Yeah. I have cookies in the kitchen. We can go there <laughs> later. We'll expand. Oh. Cake. Boy, no, oh boy. No, no The
0: quarantine has not been kind. <laughs> um, but...
1: Well, because that's my go-to, you know, when I, when I'm feeling stressed, the kitchen is my happy place and I'll, I go and I experiment and I make and I, and. But
0: see, that is really, that's, that's excellent because part of the deal is no one, no matter where you are on life's journey, no one is 100% uh, compressive if -hmm. you want. What I mean by that is, yeah, we all have that urge sometimes when things are stressful to to close right, down, yeah. but the truth is, there is some place, even if it's just one tiny little thing, there is some place in your life where your coping mechanism, let's say, is to outward, is to see or do or care for somebody or give. You've got some little place in your life where you are like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I gotta dance to my song. Nobody else is in the house. It's gonna make turn me it feel up better. Loud. I'm going to go to my garden, do my thing. I'm going to create something, make something, sing something, give something, live something. You have something there. Even if it's silly, I'm going to put on my shiny red shoes and whatever. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm not here to judge that. The point is you have some little nook or cranny of your life where your response to stress is expansive instead of contraction. So lean into that. Ask yourself, what's different about that? And what's different about me when I do that? But the other thing is, just as we were hinting at, and once again, going back to Paul, he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, you don't really know. Do you know how the internal combustion engine works? I don't. Little stuff blows up and cylinders go up and down. And I don't know past that. You put oil There's in the There's people thing. that
1: do, yeah. but I'm and not that's one great. of them. But the right. point
0: is, you don't need to know that in order to drive your car. You don't need to know how your circulatory system works in order for blood to flow, which is another place to go when we remember that that contrary to a lot of self-helpy, new thoughty stuff, life is not lived between your ears. Right? We walk by faith and not by sight. And what that means is you don't you don't see how this stuff works. You just know that it works and you lean into it. You have faith that your car is going to start. You have faith that the roof is over your head. You have faith in a million things just between the moment the alarm goes off and you're done in the shower when you think about it. And so your job is, just as you said, it's practice. The two things you can do are lean into your expanding places in the face of stress. And the other thing you can do, and here's the big deal, is get yourself to the place where you become a documentarian Uh, uh, an authority, a gourmet of your faith moment. Go to that place where you realize you're sitting in the car and you go, wow, I don't know how, how does the radio get from the station to my ears? Isn't that cool that I just trust when I turn that knob, it happens? Isn't that cool that I just trust that the people who love me are going to keep on loving me even though maybe yesterday wasn't a great day as far as my mood? Think about the millions of things that you do that are completely matters of faith. Be a, a collector of it, an archaeologist of it. Like I said, a gourmet of it where you go, oh, excellent year for faith. you know. <laughs> but think about it. Get good at it. Be excited about it. Instead of being excited and drawn to those moments where you're like, well, that was terrible. Be excited and drawn to and passionate about those moments where you go, man, this is great. I had no idea but I just knew, I just, I just knew that when I put the bread in the toaster, toast would happen.
1: Well, and when you expand, I I think you bring those people in your lives that do know better than you. Yeah. You know, we just got done with an amazing vacation. Well, it was, it was, we, we were safe, but we wanted to get out of town for a little while. Mm. And um
0: I wrote about it in my newsletter last week.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was really great. And we hiked waterfalls in Georgia and we found a really amazing Airbnb. And we didn't know the area very well. So we were just, you know, living by faith. And we were like, yeah. well, this is what we kinda want to do. And the guy that owned the Airbnb, his house was pretty much right next door on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And we got to meet him and talk to him. And From as a r- safe distance. And as a result, um, we found some amazing things to do and to see, and sure. some wineries and um, little towns and all of it. But again, we could have been scared, mm-hmm. and 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 I know that this is not a, a you know life changing deal, but again, it's all practice, right? So. We could have stayed in the cabin. We mm-hmm. could have stuck to what we thought we knew. We could have stuck to the safe things. We you aggressively know, uh, clutching
0: right. our hand sanitizer.
1: Right, exactly, but, and just and just done that. But because it was just like, you know what, this feels really safe. This feels really good. This, we're responsible,
0: you know, but there's a moment we where able, you just go out, and it's. Right. I gotta say that one of the things about Saint Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth, is uh, if you know this town, it is a perfect grid. And so if somebody says it's 1st it's Avenue, South, and 15th Street, I can see that in my head. I know exactly where that is. I can, I can tell you how to get there. No problem. It's just coordinates. Super easy. Even the jumble of one-way streets in downtown, not a big deal. You can figure it out. Not a big deal. But we were up in the mountains. And, and so everything there is. ain't no straight lines. <laughs> and so it was... You know, you'd ask the phone, the magical Siri, and Siri would go, it's a mile away. It's going to be 45 minutes, you know. (laughs) Okay, and it's this and that and the other, and my brain doesn't catch up with that, and I can figure it out if it's straight lines, you know. But it was just a matter of, well, I guess we're going to be okay because I'll tell you what, I don't think I could find our way home if the phone dies you know, that kind of a thing. And that's where adventure lives. Mm -hmm. We saw amazing things. We, as you said, we hiked to some waterfalls. It was gorgeous. No matter what TLC says, chasing waterfalls is just fine to do. It was one of those things where it was incredible to go. I don't know, but I know.
1: Well, to get to the entrance of one of the waterfalls, it was just coordinates. It wasn't an address wasn't anything but the trail started at a set of coordinates and so you just drive down a dirt road for a certain amount of time and and, yeah and and we and and we made it yeah and even on the hike it was really funny because we we kind of knew how long it was but it was a legit hike so there was a lot of you know terrain and and walking
0: through mud and over roots and it wasn't like a paved road at all right no and in fact it was along this beautiful river and so there'd be little drops in the river where we'd go over rocks and we'd go well, is that it? Is that the falls? Because we didn't know. Right. But no, it looks like we can keep going. Right. And we kept going. And we kept going. And is this it? No, maybe we should just stop. That's pretty enough. No, that's not it. Let's keep going. And if you're willing to go all the way to the end of this trail, by the way, it's Hemlock Falls in North mm-hmm. Georgia. You should check it out, it's incredibly beautiful. But we get to the end of this trail and there's no doubt about it. This This is the waterfall and it's gorgeous and it's always just around the corner. And I think there's such a wonderful life lesson there. Don't settle for pretty enough. Keep going in faith that the answer exists, that the healing is there, that you don't walk alone. And the cool thing was that as we walked back. There were a few other I groups of say, hikers that I were coming our that. way. That, and they
1: were like, "Is is this it or do we go on? And we're like, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you're was, almost there. You're
0: almost there. And that's beautiful because that's the other piece mm-hmm. of this. Faith is a power that sees, but because of what you see, There is a call to action. It's not enough just to see that God is working. You've got to do something about it. You have to engage with this. Ask yourself, when you feel led to expand out and let's say cook for everybody, are you going to do it or are you just going to think about it? That's the thing. It is not enough. Again, life doesn't happen between your ears no matter what new thought says. This is something that you engage with. This is something that you do something about. There is a call to action carry your faith out into your life I, I I give it to you as a little piece of homework how can you engage with your faith not how can you go get faith not how can you force something into existence but rather you have made room how can you carry that that openness into your life find some ways become an expert at the little things you do and make them bigger
1: and then share that experience with others just like the other hikers on the way keep going you're almost there yeah yeah. find a a way to share that
0: and as we sort of wrap this up I want to give one other little piece of this and once again this has to do with something that that we read in the prosperity book Charles Fulmore says towards the end of the chapter and it's kind of an offhand remark but it's so important and so vital it's one of the reasons that that lessons in truth Christian healing and prosperity are the big books there's a lot of other books and they're all wonderful. But if you have a Bible, Lessons in Truth, Christian Healing and Prosperity, you got it. You really do. Go pick up a copy of Meaning Fulfilled. Oh, available in a store. No. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? No, that's a good but, book though. You wrote is an this, amazing book. Thank you. There is this thing that happens at the end of this third chapter of Prosperity where Charles Fillmore basically says, paraphrasing a little bit, he says, people think that they have to go out and get the money. The money. You know, the book's called Prosperity. Go out and get the expensive car, or the the whatever it is, the status symbol. And he says, they're never going to get in. And even if you get it, it's not going to make you happy. Instead, what you have to do is find a way to shut those things out for a moment. Go into your silence and make contact with source in the silence. In other words, it's not about the things. So when we say go out into the world, let's be very careful about this. You're not going to go make God happen. You're not going to go get God. You're not going to give somebody else God. We're going to get done with this whole commodity-based idea, right? Instead, this is about if you can't have something happen in your life, you can't see the healing, you can't get the bills paid, you can't fall in love, there's some kind of a blockage, right? Whatever it is. Sound familiar? I bet you've got your version of that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you can't see the thing happen, stop trying to make it happen. Instead, remember, this is about the power of letting go. Release that for just a time. Trust it to God. Give it over. And go into your silence and make contact with source in faith. In other words, I want uh, love to happen. I feel lonely. I can't make that happen. And you know how weird that is when you're needy in a dating situation and stuff like that. Talk about bad news. But I'm going to find a way to get in contact with the author of love. If God is love, I'm going to let go of this individual manifestation of it and get really good at connecting with it. And to the degree that you can get in touch with your source, the manifestations will take care of themselves and your job is just to go out and be open to experiencing them. That's the thing. Into the silence, make contact out in the world with an open heart and everything else will work out. So with that in mind, let's take our opportunity to give. And you can support this church by going to donate.waterandstonechurch.com. And I say it because it's the truth. We're counting on you to help keep this ministry going. So please do go to donate.waterandstonechurch.com. Let's hold those gifts of love and substance in our minds and hearts and speak our offertory blessing together. God God is is my my source. source my unending supply. With this gift, I carry my gratitude into action. God's blessings flow through me and fill my world. I give and I live with radical joy. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We've got a big brand new uh, series starting next week. I'm going to get up and do the whole lesson. We're going to look at doing some of the things in the other weeks of it a little bit differently than what you're used to, but it's going to be really good and really exciting. And just as a little teaser, you're going to be glad if you picked up a copy of Lessons in Truth, Christian Healing, Prosperity, because we're going to go even deeper into those incredible books. We'll talk more about that next week. But for now, I just want to remind you that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you're not doing it alone because around here, we pray as a family. Let's pray together. God, God, I'm I'm ready ready for change. change. My My heart heart is open. I'm not afraid anymore. My life is in peace and on on purpose. Amen. Amen. Now go show the world what love looks like today. Thank you.